What's up, bootstrappers? This is episode six of the Bring Your Own Bootstraps podcast. And today, I feel like we're jumping into a topic that I've only really experienced as a consumer. So I'm really experienced excited to talk to like the expert herself, Nancy, which we've talked about in all of our podcasts about how she has her own commercial insurance business. But like, I'm a consumer, I don't know the ins and outs. I just know it from the, you know, kind of like the looking for a bid, picking the right rate, all of those other things. So I'm excited to talk to the actual literal expert Nancy Pulsine, owner of Parkway National. And uh, yeah, this is your episode. This I'm just living in your world. <laughs> it's so funny because insurance is kind of a topic that a lot of people are like, I don't like it. I'm like, but when you look at it and you break it down, especially in, in a business, you may not like to deal with the fact that you have to have insurance, but you're going to love it when it comes to when you have to use it. Oh, well, you hate insurance. I hate insurance, you know, paying for it because it's that, you know, I've, you know, we'll dive into this later in the episode, but it's like, there's so many times that I've thrown like big events and the stress of what can happen during an event and all of the repercussions if something goes wrong. So you pay for that insurance because you don't know what will happen. You know, as much as I like to think I'm psychic, I'm not, you know, and you never know what will happen. There's so many factors. Um, and insurance is a literal peace of mind. And because, again, we've said this before, protect yourself because if you don't have it, like, it's up for grabs. It's literally a grab bag. And um, it's, it's, it's what will keep you and your business and everything you've worked for safe. No, 100%. Especially, um, so going into like um, insurance for business owners, for the most part, I think everyone's going to look at general liability insurance. You know, what's it do? How does it help you? One, it's going to cover you and your employees. So the business and the employees. And a big thing about having it is because you want to make sure that if something were to happen, you are protected by having that insurance. Insurance will come in and take care of the situation that is, you know, you're having a claim on because the difference between having it and not having it is whatever the amount of damage or whatever the lawsuits for can mean closing down your business if you chose to go without it. Because I know there are people out there functioning without it. They're like, I don't need it. It's really not a necessity. But you just never know. And it can be from anything. It could be a damage caused, uh, you know, by you, your employees to rent its premises to anything that you were working on or it could be an, an advertising thing it could be that you placed your logo somewhere where you didn't have the authority to do so and then now they're coming after you for that so you just never know what you're going to find yourself into and having that protection the peace of mind of saying you know what it's something I may not use and you want to say I hope to not have to use it and the more you don't use it the less your rates will be over time from my experience and as somebody who I personally have never had to use it for my business, but I have worked for many, many, many businesses that have had to use it. And, you know, the insurance company, they hire the lawyers, they hire the legal team, they have these experts come in and they do all of the work. They ex assess the damage per se, and they they literally handle the whole thing. You don't have to do a whole lot on your end, which is what you're paying for. You're paying for that peace of mind. And at the end of the day, 
again, it's like car insurance. You know, it's it, you have car insurance because if you have an accident, you don't want to have an accident. You want to say that you're a safe driver, but things happen, whether they're your fault or not. Sometimes they get put in your your blame just because of the situation. But at the end of the day, that's all you have to worry about. Cool, you paid for your insurance. Now your rates may go up because of the accident. Right. But at the end of the day, that. it's still a whole lot less than having to write that check. Right, and for the most part, a general liability policy is fairly inexpensive. Honestly, a lot of the businesses, especially for the entrepreneurs out there, if you are looking to insure your business, it truly is not that expensive. It could be scary to say, oh, I have to get insurance because maybe you are experiencing a sort of rate increase with your personal auto or maybe you've seen other people complain about it, but give it a shot. You know, Try to get a quote, see what it is to protect your assets. At the end of the day, I've had some people that have come to me and said, Nancy, I've never thought about having insurance, but you know, or let's take makeup artists for an example. Um, when they come in and they're working at a salon, they, they're required to have their insurance. So they get an insurance um, quote. But then they tell me also, I have like maybe $10,000 worth of product. I'm like, you want to cover that, especially when you're traveling somewhere to do, you know, bridal makeup. Let's just say you're traveling with your, your um, little pack of, of makeup and it gets lost or stolen. You want to make sure you have that covered. Because it's not easy to say, hey, my stuff was damaged, stolen, and whatnot. I'll just go buy new stuff, and I'll just start all over again. No, you want to make sure that you're able to file a claim and say, hey, this is what happened. And let insurance take care of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way that insurance works, from my understanding, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that it works for me, and and I'm going to take this from a health insurance perspective, is it's like the healthy people pay for the sick people, if that makes sense. I mean, is that a good way of putting it? It's like you pay into this thing, hoping that for the most part, you're probably going to be paying more into it than you're using. And you, you pay into it and you pay into it and you pay into it and you hope to God, you never have to use it. Um, even though sometimes I feel like I pay so much into it. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should use it, but it's, you, yeah, you're, you're basically just in the healthy people, the people without the claims are paying for the people who have that moment. And they're like, eh, all my makeup's missing. And that was $10,000 worth of stuff. You're reminding me of a lot of my truckers. So in, you know, obviously we're talking about business insurance, but let's deviate a little bit over our truckers. Some of my truckers that are like clean drivers, not a blemish on their record. And we get rate increases across the board, like all across the state of Texas. And Texas is one of the worst states with rate increases. And they're like, why do I have to pay for the non-safe drivers? Because <laughs> <laughs> the healthy people pay for the sick people, people. and that's how it works. <laughs> What's I mean, that's honestly, like, um, just taking it down to somebody who's not even a business owner, that's how Social Security works. You know, the young people pay for the older people. Um, and we won't get into all of the politics behind Social Security and how it probably will not be there when we're older, well, but um, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, policy increases do happen whether you have a claim or not. My uh, and, and there's so many factors. Age, um, if they have a clean, like, history, um, how old your business is. I mean, I know my GL, general liability, if you don't know what GL means, my general liability insurance for the bar is probably on the higher end, not higher end of like, you know, I've had a lot of claims. I've not had any knock on wood, uh, literally knocking on wood really loud there. Um, but, um, if, you know, 
I am a new business, so I don't have a lot of history. It's like being a new driver. It's like your your rates go down when you're 25. It's like, because then you've had nine years of experience or whatever to drive on the road and you're less risky at that point. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary as, as a, as a new business owner, it's like, it took me probably a month and a half to get a general liability policy that was affordable because you've just got to convince an insurance company that I'm worth insuring. No, of course. And I remember you mentioned that you're like, I've been in the industry. I was like, but you've never been a bar owner. Right. And so they're going to look at you as a new business risk. And so what are the things that could go wrong as opposed to what are the things that could go right? And so you always want to plan for that. And that's how the insurance kind of looks at you. Like, all right, new business venture. This is where you are as opposed to somebody coming in for the third, fourth, fifth year. Oh, yeah. And just as a bar owner, I mean, this isn't across industries. And, and you can correct me if if there are instances and in industries in Texas like this. Um, but in the state of Texas, I do have to have I have three bonds that I legally have to have just by the state and these bonds are basically like like almost like getting business credit um so i have a, a tax bond a conduct bond and then i also have a third bond but i can't i honestly couldn't tell you what it is to save my life it was it was equivalent to the tax bond it actually might be another tax bond but it basically is this bond where a company comes in assess my credit says all right in the instance that this person does not, you know, act appropriately and they get fined, this is the amount that this insurance company guarantees to pay or this credit institution guarantees to pay to the insurance company if they find me. Um, it's, it, there's so many layers. It's It really stressful. is. And honestly, I'm glad you brought up bonds because we've got a lot of people that sometimes need a bond, but it really is about looking at your credit. Some people aren't going to qualify through some of our systems and we do have a couple to go through and try to find a bond but honestly credit is going to be a thing to talk about and to try to figure out if they're going to qualify for it no absolutely and it's it's one of those things where again this is a mysterious wheelhouse to me as a business owner because I don't know a lot about how like you know when you, all I know is is that when I go to an insurance company and I say hey I need general liability insurance I need um, I have alcohol insurance so I have a or a liquor license liquor insurance license. and that is if because there are different laws of you know and I and I hate speaking this into the atmosphere but there are extra liabilities involved when you are feeding somebody a liquor substance because it is a inhibitor and so there are different layers of insurance that you are not required to have but it is a huge peace of mind um but i don't know the mystery behind it all i know is they ask me what's my gross receipts what's my this what's my that and then they throw these numbers at me maybe a week later and says all right we went into the market and this is what we came out with i have no idea how that even works none that's actually the fun part you guys don't get to see. Um, but normally we collect all the data and then we decide which market's going to be a better fit for your business. And that could be in any type of industry. Um, and then once we have that, it generates, you know, different quotes and kind of proposals to, to be able to present to you to see where you are. And still to cover all the layers that you're required to have. But also one of the biggest things that we take into account for us and our agency is we want to make sure we know where you are for your pocketbook. You know, yes, you're required to have all these layers of coverage, but sometimes people will go if, you know, 
they're going to want the highest amount of coverage, but you're only required to have this amount. So maybe you need to start with a required amount and then go up in, in coverage level just to make sure that you're able to afford that. Oh, absolutely. I think a, a lot of the times insurance is the one thing a lot of people say, you know what? I don't need it right now. I just want to save some money. I'll just cut it off. And I've had that. I've had people say that, like, I don't want my insurance anymore. You know, I'm not even driving right now. I don't think I should have to pay that bill. And I've had someone who's like, I just want to bare bones, liability only. And it's a huge thing for, for us. One, the fact that we opened the agency as a commercial insurance agency and have opened the branch up for personal lines was a, a huge thing for us because we had people there to do that. And then to hear people sometimes say, I, will j I just want liability for this. And I'm like, well, what oh, happens if something happens? <laughs> you know, and we've had that. And I actually, it hadn't happened on our agency, but a colleague of mine, um, he had that call come in about a month ago. And they stripped down the coverage to bare minimum liability only um, because That's the person so wasn't scary. driving. Literally three days later, she drove her car and somebody hit her. This woman had no clue if they had insurance or not. She freaked out and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have uninsured motors. I don't have. And so she was just having this episode and I'm like, oh, my God. You just never know the what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. So when you sit there and you think, I'm going to save money, I'm going to cut my insurance, maybe that's not the best plan because you want to right. be covered. You want to have the peace of mind of knowing that you're covering your assets and that you're the person saying, I'm good. If anything were to happen, I know I'm covered. Yeah, it's one of those things. And we touched back based on this like a couple episodes ago about how Texas, out of all 50 states, Texas is the only state in the United States that does not require you to have workers comp if you have employees. Um, but your general liability policy, while it says general liability, it will not cover employees. It will cover contractors to an extent. Um, but under the general liability policy, oftentimes they require you in writing to have your contractor sign certain contracts saying they are not covered under the workers' comp policy and they are required to cover their own things through their own general liability policies. And oftentimes, that's not the case. And, you know, it's it, then when you are trying to take this responsibility, the moment that your general liability policy, and this is from experience, I have seen this firsthand, not as a business owner, but as somebody who is working with the business, I have seen general liability policies where the owner tried to do a claim under the general liability policy because somebody got hurt and their policy was like, that's an employee. And they're like, no, 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 they're 1099. It's like, no, that's an employee. They're not covered. And so then it becomes a battle between you and the general liability policy and the workers' comp policy because they were trying to cut corners and blah, 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 blah. What would have been pennies on the dollar to have? You know, like my workers' comp policy currently costs me anywhere between $20 and $30 a month. You know, it's 20 or $30. That's like, what, a couple of drinks at the bar? You know what I mean? You put it in perspective. Um, that could be the difference between you keeping your business afloat and 
the person owning your business, basically, you know, no, and all their assets. And, you know, when you talk about how much you're paying for your workers' comp, that could be because you have a business owner's policy, which is a package deal. And when you're packaging those, you are able to have lower um, amount of monthly payment, depending on which policy you're, you're looking at. Yeah. And if as long as your employees are not like operating power tools or getting on roofs or doing a very dangerous job, I'm sure your workers' comp policy for your drivers is going to be a completely different game than for somebody who is sitting there slinging drinks because while they do handle knives you know they're not typically going to be like cutting their foot off you know knock on what <laughs> I feel like I'm knocking on what a lot of this episode because like there is a well, lot we're talking a in... lot about our personal business ventures here and a lot of the things that we have not had to experience and I don't want to speak won't. these things into reality you know what yeah. I mean I'm like eh. but but again it, it is not a super high risk job now somebody can slip on the floor somebody could step on a, a ladder and fall um a, a very low ladder if, if OSHA is listening but you know what I mean it's like one of those things where it's like it's a low risk job just like a desk job if somebody is in a salon a makeup artist what are those things those are very very low risk jobs if they're not operating a chainsaw on a daily basis you know those are high risk jobs somebody behind the wheel high risk job because they're operating something that could blank <laughs> You know, I'm not speaking into existence. I, yes, I, I think that not speaking into existence will avoid us knocking on one. <laughs> Is that how that works, Nancy? <laughs> no, you're right. You know, when, um, when the drivers get behind the wheel, it, it is, they are driving a rig. So this isn't just them driving a, a little, you know, I was driving the Chevy Cruze for a little bit. So it's not like them driving a little car. It is a rig and plus the trailer, plus the load. I mean, they're driving this. It, it is hard to, to drive this. I've only had to drive these um, rigs without cargo so I can't imagine if I have to pull a cargo load I can't in there. even I can barely drive my own car like I can't even imagine like a whatever 50 ton I don't know how much trucks weigh but <laughs> like it's a lot but I was actually registering uh, one of the trucks yesterday and the lady was like um how much I was like it's 80,000 pounds and uh, she's sitting there writing all these numbers and then she's just giving me the look and I was like I'll only drive it like without the actual trailer. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that, you know, it's one of those things where that's the thing about owning your business and is you can only control yourself as much as you can control yourself. You know, with the general liability policy, especially if you have a brick and mortar business where somebody is walking onto a, onto your property, whether you lease it or not, you know, it is your property. It is your business. This is your location. The moment you start factoring those things in, that's when you should be more having insurance because you can only control yourself. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I have a bar. I can only control how much I serve and a you know person in my bar like and I can be as responsible as I want all day every day you know I'm very strict on my bartenders my bartenders are so responsible you know they're hyper aware they've gone through the training they have the licenses you can do all of those things but you can only control what you can control you can't control what somebody did but prior you can't control what somebody does after but having that layer of protection that pillow that freaking fluffy cloud of like just knowing that at the end of the day if something does happen 
you have a layer of protection is such a relief and I can sleep at night. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And I think when we were, when, even when we host events, you know, even if the bar is partaking in an event, um, we do the best to say, all right, what do we have our, our policies in place? But to get that extra layer of comfort, we do always um, opt to get um, event insurance. Oh, for sure. Because like, this is an incident that could have happened during this time frame of just we're having a, t a one day two day event max um you just never know what's what what, what that's going to bring because we're not bringing the usual crowd we're sometimes bringing people from out of town and you're right we can only control our part you don't know who's going to come in who's going to walk in who's you know we're thinking of doing um back like in april or may we're going to do swings in front of the bar and so we're like okay what's our insurance looking like what are we going to have because you again we can make it as safe as possible but you never know who's going to sit there and swing and then we're like all right there's a window there anyways one of those ideas that we're like let's just not do that yeah, yeah i'm okay i'm okay <laughs> i'm good that, that idea gave me anxiety so much and it's like i mean i love it for everybody else who does it and i think it's great Great, and I will participate and I will sit in that swing all day, every day. Um, but for me, I am an anxiety riddled human where I think, again, I'm a positive person, but I always think what can go wrong. And I just picture everything that can go wrong because my rule of thumb is imagine that every person is a drunk toddler and what can they do? What sharp edges can they hit? What, like, you know what I mean? You don't know. It's like anytime somebody spills water on my floor, I'm like, what if somebody slips? Right. And then that again goes towards you. You're responsible because we should have been the ones, you know, going after and cleaning that up. But that that is something you're right. The moment someone walks in the bar. It's like, what if they fall? What if they slip? What You just never know you never what's going to happen. I watch somebody, like, so we have two water stations in my bar. They're two little beautiful Target water jugs, whatever, because I like to have water amply uh, accessible, and you wouldn't think anything of that, except there's so many times where somebody doesn't close the, the nozzle all the way. And guess what happens when you don't close the nozzle of a water jug? Water goes everywhere and very fast. And next thing you know, I have a puddle of water and not everybody comes and gets me and lets, lets me know like, hey, like this thing happened. They just walk away. And again, that's saying I can only control what I can control. I can't control that somebody opened the nozzle, spilled two gallons of water on the floor and walks away, you know? So now some, you know, Joe Blow or whatever walks over the water, slips, hits his head on the counter. Again, knocks on wood, doesn't happen. But you you can only do, you can only control what you can control. Um, and again, as a consumer of insurance, thank you for existing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad, you know, and it's always one of the things that's fun to educate everyone who's having to purchase insurance because sometimes they don't know what they're getting into. They're like, do I have to have this? Or maybe they looked it up and they're trying to figure out what's going to fit for their business. And although they have a laundry list of, of policies that they're looking at, I'm like, well, Tell me about your business. What are you doing? Well, it turns out you might not need that laundry list of, of policies. You might only be fine to get a general liability. Maybe get something to cover, you know, your the products or whatnot. But we can always cater to what 
each business is. Totally. And there are weird things on there. And, and I, I remember one that we ended up not like, I, so this is, this is prior to me again, as a consumer, as a, an employee, like going through an insurance policy when we we're going through a renewal. And I remember there was one that they explained to me and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because this was explained to me by a salesperson who was selling me insurance, um, that there is a terrorism policy. It's like a $50 policy that you check yes or no on. Yes, I want terrorism. No, I don't want terrorism. And this was a policy that came into play after September 11th, because all of a sudden, I can't even imagine what the insurance claims were after a very tragic event that nobody planned, nobody saw coming. And now all of a sudden these insurance companies are like, <laughs> okay, so if this happens again, did you check yes on this $50 policy? You know, and it's, it, then you start questioning like, well, what is terrorism? Like, you know, what is going to so go questions. under that definition? We yeah. have so many things that are happening. Um, how do you know what they're going to classify as right. terrorism? And, you know, and then honestly, next thing you know, it's a lawsuit of saying, no, it's not that. Or, yes, it is that. And then you're fighting with it for 10 years. I've got a lot of people that when they go in and they do their policy, they they opt out of that. They don't want to have that. And, you know, even in any other policy situation, when they are having a claim, um, for the most part, they can either submit their um, signatures electronically or, you know, if we're seeing each other face to face, I have them at, at, at the office. And when there is a claim, we do get questioned, hey, do you have where they signed off on accept or reject? And we submit those because they are going to honor what you purchased the day you so the day you sign the paperwork. If you have a good insurance agent and one that you trust and one that will be honest with you. And that's why, again, always go local. Always go local. Talk to somebody you know. They're going to be honest with you. You know, they're going to tell you, like, you know, this is what terrorism insurance is. And you can opt to pay the 50 bucks for the terrorism insurance, which $50 in the scheme of things, it's not crazy. Um you know, and this is what it entails, um, and this is what it doesn't cover, blah, blah, blah. This is what flood insurance, what are the chances? You know, um, things that scare me, trees. I have a lot of trees, trees, tornadoes. I mean, we live in Waco, for God's sake. Um, those are the things that you don't think about, natural disasters. Right. It's just a bunch of things that you may have questions on and having a relationship with your agent where you are able to get a hold of them and talk to them would make it easier for you guys ask those questions there's no dumb question always ask just to make sure because we want to make sure you guys are covered and you have the peace of mind that you need absolutely don't just go through google and just look up insurance companies like there's so many local people i can't recommend nancy enough and it's not a nancy ad but i'll always be a nancy ad um but like you know there, there's just so many local places you can go to where you have that person's cell phone number and you can ask those stupid questions. Or like when I've gotten to an accident before, like, and it wasn't our fault. Somebody like hit us, like turned into us, like my car is a wreck, you know, all these things. And you can call your agent and just be like, what do I do? Like, what is, what are the moves? I've not been in this situation before. Um, somebody broke into my business. Oh, great example of somebody getting broken into. We had a friend, I won't, you know, and they, they had a person, they're downtown. They got broken into four times in the same week. One window, the next window, the door, then another window. And it's like, 
that stuff happens. I mean, you're just like, yeah, that blows my mind. It was the same person. The police caught him, all that kind of stuff, because obviously you are dumb. Like, get caught one, you know, like one time, okay, you you got it. Four times, Four dude. times. This person came back four times to do the, the same, same week. thing. Yeah. Obviously in jail, I'm sure. But like, you know, it, it, those things happen. And what that is what insurance is for. Yeah, it's always better to just be covered. Check what you have, um, you know, ask questions, reach out. And, and it's something that if, if you're looking to have it and maybe you're not ready to, to start a business, you're looking at all the, you know, looking at all what the laundry list of, of things it's going to require, check it out. You know, getting a quote is always available at any time. Um, have that kind of in your peace of mind to say, all right, I know that I want to have my business. This is what I'll be doing. And this is how I'm going to be covered and protected and how I'm going to protect myself and what I have. Totally. Um, I would say like, I would love to, if, if you're into this and if you think this is a good topic, um, I'd love to talk about the different things that you can do to kind of like lower those rates while being adequately covered. Um, things like high deductibles and, and those kind of things. Um, but we do have to break for our sponsors. So uh, we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back um, because sponsors are what keep us going. And we love all of the businesses that, uh, you know, that we work with. So we're going to take a really quick break. Yes, and we'll be right back, guys. Be right back. All right, bootstrappers, you know we couldn't do this without our sponsors. And this week, we're super excited to be sponsored by another business that we really admire and honestly rely on so much, and that is Startup Waco. It is an amazing place and space that any entrepreneur can come and visit, especially on Wednesdays. And they are huge supporters of any type of adventure that you want to take on. Absolutely. And so anywhere from if you're just looking for a place to put your business, maybe you just need an address and you want to be somewhere in a convenient location. They're right downtown. So you can get like a, a floating desk where you can sit wherever you want or you can get a, you know, a designated desk. You can even get a office space. They have those in meeting rooms and phone booths and more. It's a really great space for just kind of growing your business, but also it is filled with entrepreneurs of all kinds from insurance and HR. Um, in fact, Elaine, one of the previous sponsors with Victory Employer Services also is housed at Startup Waco, which is how we met. And all of those relationships are really cultivated in a space like Startup Waco. Also, if it's one of those things that a lot of you maybe because of COVID already had a um, stay-at-home office, um, Startup Waco also um, offers a registered agent um, address or just a mail service. Yeah, and I use it all the time. In fact, the company that I work for during the day, during my day job, they actually pay for me to have a space there because I just need to get out of my house sometimes. And it's just really nice to be able to be around people, but not having to be like, you know, have that kind of like, constriction of being in an office surrounded by all of your colleagues it's just your peers and it's and it's great I love it there's lots of events co-working events and entrepreneurship classes they did big startup week recently it's just a great community to be a part of and I'm so glad that they're a part of the Waco community Yes, I love all the guys over there, John, Jacob, you know, Ashley, every single person I've been able to meet from just sitting there and floating around and getting to meet new people that come in and do their business there. You know, that made me think of John, Jacob, Jingle Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Startup Waco, for everything you do. Thank you so much for sponsoring. Please make sure to go give them a follow and uh, swing by. For, uh, Wednesdays are free, so if you're ever curious, co-working curious, uh, go by, swing by on a Wednesday, and uh, it's just a great place to be. 
Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, bootstrappers, we are back. And, you know, as we touch base, like, you know, as a business owner, I am trying to cut as many corners as possible. <laughs> Do not cut corners. No, 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 no. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay. All right, I'll say this in a better way. I'm not trying to cut corners. I'm trying to cut cost because operational expenses – I try to do as best as I can because my operational expenses are fixed. They are the minimum amount that I have to spend per month. That is my rent. That's my employees. That's my insurance. That is all of those things. And there are times where you're like, where can I cut because I'm not making a profit or I'm, you know, getting really close and I'm trying to figure out all the ways that I can save money. And as somebody who has been in the market for insurance, I just came up for my one year renewal and all those kind of things. There, there are ways to, you know, save money. Um, and there are ways that you can do this from a, on the front end, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have a kitchen and one of the reasons why I wanted Nancy's Cocina to come on board, not only that I love you and that when people drink, they want to eat and all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's one of those things where as a bar having food does lower your risk, even though people are still drinking and people are still having a good time. Having that food is a lower. It helps the insurance. Um, you saw that during COVID where people had food because they, they wanted to change their um, classification and things like that. But I've seen it in trucking. I've seen it all across the board. So, like, what are the ways that you have seen that people have been able to either save or mitigate the risk to maybe over time lower? What, what are some of those tricks and right. not tricks? Again, I don't like to say the word tricks because that seems like you're not doing but just the right like thing. some safety tips like safety what are tips. some things that yeah. you can do um you know like you're right you mentioned trucking since it's a lot of what we do and a lot with with that is you know our safety score is huge um we want to make sure that we are um training our drivers making sure that they're aware of what they're going to be doing and and, and getting to where they have to be there's no like bumps and, and bruises, to, so to speak, um, you know, trying to keep that claims at, at zero for us is, is a big thing. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, things happen. I can only control so much of what we do and what we want out of like our expectations to be. Um, but the rest of like the rest of the world, the way they're they're doing, they're feeling how they're driving, how they're reacting is different um, when it comes to like a smaller business. It, it truly depends. Um, I think I mentioned to you that, you know, um, our, our youngest kind of tries to do the, the online boutique, um, shirt press and whatnot. Um, she obviously is not a big, um, business for her to go have her Yet. own like brick and mortar space. <laughs> um, but she does have coverage for just the product that she sells. Um, and so there are a couple things to look at. It may not always be about, you know, what's, what's the biggest discount that I can get. It's truly seeing like, let's truly look at your operations. Don't go buy everything that's on that list. Let's look at what you're doing so we know where you are rate wise kind of like what are the coverages that you absolutely need to function and then we can add on as as needed totally but always staying safe always being very diligent of what you're doing and just keeping in mind that 
it, you don't want to call um, an insurance um, company every time because you, you lost the one thing or you believe this is needed to be covered. And you mentioned it earlier. Sometimes it is easier to cover something yourself before you call in that claim. Paying out of pocket, yeah. especially if it's close to deductible. Because any insurance is going to have a deductible. Um, that's with your health insurance. That's with your house insurance. That's with your general liability. You know, it's there's different things. Sometimes it's based off of the, um, so like with my house insurance, because again, I'm going to use a, a very relatable thing. Um, with my homeowner's insurance, it is a, it's like two or 3% of the value of the home that is insured. What they have insured the home for is my deductible. So if it is not whatever the value that they've insured it for, you know, it, if it's not anywhere near that, cause like they, they insure my jewelry, they insure even my bike, you know, uh, laptops, computers in my phone they literally insure my phone but the thing is though if it if it doesn't hit that deductible don't file a claim or if it's even close and you can pocket those expenses um even if it's a couple hundred bucks over or whatnot sometimes it's worth it because you won't have that against your um I guess against your score your credit no, score of course and then the, the thing when you're saying that they cover you know the jewelry the phone the laptop that's more of a situation of your housework to burn down you want them to have hey don't forget you're covering my phone and my laptop and whatnot but if she were to lose her laptop that's not a claim that she's gonna file no I mean it's just the deductible is gonna be way higher than what it would be for her to get that laptop replaced yeah, and, and again, like with my business, so um, we were going to talk about like your property insurance and stuff like that. If somebody were to, again, knock on wood, <laughs> I hope they're picking that up that I'm actually knocking on wood. Um, but if, if, if somebody were to break into my business, I have uh, a an alarm system and all those kind of things, which also lowers rates, having alarm systems. Yes. Cameras on your vehicles helps. Um, they have safe driver um things that you can put in your Snapshot. car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like kind of shows like how fast your drivers, do they slam on their brakes, things like that. Um, but for the the one minute between when they break the window and the cops show up or the cops are called, because you have a minute um, to kind of, you know, before they actually start calling the cops, um, you know, now you have a broken window, you know, you have a broken window. So what are the costs involved in that? Can you cover it? If you can't, if it doesn't hit the deductible, then yes, file a claim, you know, but sometimes it's just not worth it. No, that's true. It's sometimes it's not worth it to, to go through that and, and put that on, on your insurance because they are going to look at that ratio, the loss ratio of, all right, how many claims have they filed? What, what is the amount of the payout? Um, so yeah, sometimes just, just assess the situation. And document everything, whether you file a claim or not, document it all. Um, especially when it comes to like workers comp stuff, you want to document everything. Um, there are some insurances that require you to, even if you aren't filing a claim, and again, this is as a consumer, um, they require you to at least file a, this happened, I'm paying for it claim, where it's like, this is an instance that happened. I am not filing a claim. You're just going to put in a, an incident report just an to have report. it as, as a history in there. Correct. Yeah, because if something happens later, you know, like uh, sometimes things are incongruent or stacked on top of it, or there was something that happened that you weren't aware of, and now you're filing a claim three weeks later, that insurance could company could come back and say, not related, that's a different claim. Right, so just having all that information, and you know, there are times when the, a claim can be made afterwards, 
but if you have all of your things written down, have everything documented, it would help in, in that occasion. And almost in every situation, and I'm coming up on one year of owning a bar, so I'm waiting for the day when you have insurance, and it doesn't happen with car insurance or homeowner's insurance from my experience, but there is that dreaded audit period. And the audit period is a lot of times what they do is when you get insurance from, again, my experience, mm -hmm. your insurance is based off of your estimated gross income, not net, not what you, you know what I mean? It's not what you actually like when you fire taxes, there's net and gross, um, gross being the money that came in net being after all of your expenses, what did you actually profit on? Your insurance is typically based off your gross profit. So when I got my insurance last year, it was what did I estimate that I was going to bring in gross profit? Um, and they will audit you for these things. And they'll say, all right, what were your actual numbers? What was your liquor sales? What was your food sales? And, you know, if you underestimated, you'll you, be owing, you will be owing money, which that is the most painful part of insurance, in my opinion, because not only are you going to owe money, but you're owing money on a policy that has already passed that you didn't use. And that is probably the bane of every business owner's existence that I've known is that time when you get that audit because there's no way around it. You basically have to run these reports from your books. And I have sat in front of auditors when they make you run your books numbers in front of them. So it's not like you're like, you can't like sit there <laughs> and fudge, those you know, fudge them up a bit. No, but you're right. A lot of the times they will ask for that gross amount. And, and honestly, sometimes when people do the underbidding of it, um, they, they end up seeing that pain of, all right, it's time to get audited. You owe X amount of money now. And then it feels good when somebody's like, all right, well, I'm thinking, you know, maybe 80,000. All right, let's just go with 95. And then at the end of the audit, just they depending on the you slow season, they write you the check. It feels good when your insurance company is giving you the check. Yeah. And, and that happens. And so, you know, it, it kind of depends on your circumstance. I've seen it where like, like at the beginning, you know, you're like, I can eat the extra cost later. Right now, I need the lower rates, so I'm going to go on the lower end. If you've got the extra money, over-guess, because they will write you a check. They will. They have to. You overpaid them. It's just like with your taxes. If you pay too much into your taxes, they give you a refund. Um, and, that, and while that feels good and stuff, you want to try to get as close as you can, but you can only guess as much as you can guess you don't know the market right and there's always a margin that you can't go underneath it um for most apart especially for our contractors you know sometimes they'll be like oh this will just be my job for now i'm starting you know maybe fifteen thousand. i'm like yeah you gotta at least have 32 9 so i'm gonna go with that and then of course come at the end of the year they ended up banking like ninety thousand dollars i was like okay well you're gonna write a check yeah, <laughs> for sure and it's again it's like one of those things like when you own the owe the irs or whatever it is at the end of the day you made more money so now you owe more money and it's a part of it's one of the painful painful <laughs> painful parts of owning a business um, but there's always the good of owning your business. Of so course. this is just a little piece, you know, obviously, like we say, do the right thing, have the insurance, you know, kind of know what you're doing and you'll enjoy what you do. Yeah. And, 
yeah, have passion for what you're doing, know that there are extra expenses, and know at the end of the day, having insurance is going to save your business in the long run because it's not a moment. And to quote the insurance person that quoted me a couple years ago when I was, you know, working uh, for someone else. It's not a matter of if something will happen. It's a matter of when something happens. And it might not be this year. It might not be next year. But the moment it does happen, you're going to be so grateful that you listen to me and Nancy because it's 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 worth it. 100%. Uh, again, the more you have it, the lesser it'll be. If you don't have a claim, the lower your risk, the lower the cost. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's a peace of mind. And when you're owning a business, you lose a lot of sleep. I lose a lot of sleep at night. Um, and I, you know, fill those nights in with bachelor and other trash TV shows, (laughs) but you know, you lose a lot of sleep as a business owner. It can be one of the most, um, you know, it, it can be a lonely kind of feeling sometimes as a business owner, but having the peace of mind and having people like you, like as a friend who, you know, care and, and, and know the industry and, you know, are there to like support and answer these questions. Um, thank you. Cause, no, uh, me sleep. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's <laughs> been a few times when you're like, I'm, I'm being asked to do this event. What do you think? I'm like, um, are they covering you? How are they covering you? Um, we Who's have covered? To get, yeah, I'm like, how? what do you mean? That there's no way. And I'm like, make sure we are covered. What's our policy say? You know, I go into all these things because I'm like, that's the first thing I'm thinking about. You know, yes, to do the collaboration is great, but let's make sure every party's covered on this situation so that we everyone's protected. You know, at the end of the day, getting that insurance is still an investment in your business. You're wanting to make sure that you're protecting your business yourself. And, you know, in, in our case, we want to make sure that the business is protected, the employees, everyone that we have in this um, journey that we're doing and we're doing the right thing. No, totally. And it's, 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 again, it's one of those things where you're putting a lot of time and effort and your, your passion and everything that you've got into this business that you're building. And you want to, again, you want to protect it because it is your baby. It is literally your baby right now. And you know, if you, you don't want this to be the reason why you, close your doors or you start to resent this thing that at one point made you happy. Um, and right now, like I'm so happy and I love my bar. I love everything about it and I want to protect it just like I would want to protect, you know, a child, which I have no kids because, uh, kids are expensive. No offense, Nancy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) kids are so expensive. They are the worst investment you can make. (laughs) I am not going to agree with that. I adore my children. Your kids are cool. Like, uh, you, you hit the jackpot. (laughs) I really did. I get to have two of them at home right now. You know, AJ, Robert, love them to death. Amazing kids. Robert also works at our bar. Oh, yeah. Robert, Robert's amazing. Um, he does a good job. He, he reminds me of me of when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, because I've been working since I was 16 and you know, it's, it was not easy making five twenty five an hour, which this kid makes like three times as much as I did as a, like his age. <laughs> um, so inflation number one, but number two, I can't believe I ever worked for five twenty. 
I'm just proud that he, um, we had told him, you know, when we bought him his car, you know, a big thing that we want is for you to have a job. Um, and you know, what's a better way to do it than to work? You know, I always told Brian, I was like, that's a, a huge part. He works right here. He gets to see us as well. So he's comfortable and you know, he's, he's come to enjoy making money and knows now how to spend his money. And that's how I was. Yeah. It really taught me a, the value of hard work. B, the reason why I own a bar now is because I loved working in the service industry. But also, it's knowing everybody. Honestly, it's it's like one of those things. Everybody should have to work in the service industry, at least for like two months. Like, maybe it's not your thing, but you should because you should always, completely off topic, always treat service workers with respect. Um, no matter how bad of a day you're having, treat them with respect. That's how I'm going to end this podcast. And always tip our bartenders. Tip please. our bartenders. I, you know, I hate the tipping industry. You know, I really do. As a bar owner, I, I hate it. I really do. Um, but, it, you know, studies show in the American tipping industry, like you can cut tipping out and raise prices 20% and people wouldn't know what to do. Right. Like they would just be like, you're expensive. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, until the industry is fixed, there's nothing you really can do. But I mean, honestly, as a bartender, I made a lot of money. So please be tip our bartenders. Tip our bartenders. Tip They're our bartenders. amazing. Um, they really work hard. They, 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 they work their tails off and they, at the end of the day, their job and their goal is to make everybody happy. Just like mine is just like yours is. Yeah. Just like this podcast. Exactly. So, so um, as always, you know, as we're ending it, <laughs> let's make sure you guys, um, you know, come over to our social media, follow us, subscribe, listen to the podcast, um, slide into the DMs so we can answer any <laughs> questions. Um, and thank you guys for supporting us. And I'm going to give a special thank you to our buddy, friend, best friend, Eric Linares, who's actually here listening to us and supporting us um we'll be selling yoko and eric shirts soon <laughs> <laughs> yes he hates that so much i don't even know if he's listening right now i hope he is i bet he is well he's in the studio but he might be drinking that champagne bottle that he brought <laughs> literally need to stop popping champagne <laughs> um so thank you so much everybody we're looking forward to it. this was episode six um episode seven is next week so every wednesday it comes out make sure you subscribe give us those five stars <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.